Hello everybody, welcome back to Coast to Coast, the hockey podcast. My name is March, and I'm followed by my other co-host Danny. Danny, how are you doing today? March, it's very good to be with you today. Oh, that's good. Uh, get up to anything this week? Uh, tons. Uh, very expensive issues at home, but uh, with plumbing and stuff. But uh, that's been keeping me busy. Um, work has picked up as well, so... Uh, coming back from a four-day weekend, a four-day week is uh, is never a good thing when it comes to office stuff. So, but again, uh, we're not here for, to talk about that. But mm-hmm. yeah. what about you? Um, well, I uh, invested in a new microphone, so hopefully everyone listening can is just uh, salivating at the moment. Um, <laughs> well, I invested as in paid zero dollars. Let's just say that uh, Jeff Bezos isn't uh, sponsoring uh, this podcast. <laughs> um, yep. Aside. So I'm not getting into further details. Aside from that, yeah, uh, not, not a whole lot. So, um, it's really nice weather outside, so I don't really like to spend time inside. If, you, if anyone uh, listening hears a little buzzing in the background, it's because if I turn off my air conditioning, I'm going to melt. So, uh, yeah. Okay. You're a loud man. All right. Uh, look, <laughs> this is um exciting episode. What is it? Episode four now. And Mm-hmm. Um, look, it's always been somebody, not something that we wanted to add at some point in the podcast. Uh, probably not the main way that the main thing that we do for the podcast, but we're very excited to have our first uh, guest today with us. It's pretty exciting. Yes, sir. Um, we have invited uh, the one and only Sean McKenzie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, his name is Sean. Uh, he's a good buddy of ours. Um, yes. Do you want to kind of? Yeah, I mean, I look, Sean. Uh, welcome aboard uh, the Coast to Coast podcast. Uh, very happy to have you. Uh, I'll steal uh, March's joke, and, and you're our, our first overall pick when it comes to guests. <laughs> um, it's very, very nice to have you, sir. Um, do you want to just say hi to the public, and and probably, you know what, just uh, drop in your your Twitter handle as well, um, and uh, just tell us about yourself. Well, what an honor to be the first guest on Coast to Coast podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I'm Sean. I really love hockey, but I do YouTube videos, content, whatever it is. I'm online. I'm already going to put all of my social media. So there's my Twitter at SeanF1998. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Sean is God or Sean underscore is underscore God underscore. Or just subscribe to the channel at Sean Fournier. But let's get into it. I'm hyped to be here, guys. An honor. Sean is God. Say, yeah. uh, very humble. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, wow, this guy, I think he thinks a lot of himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, look, uh, and you're a Habs fan, by the way, and, and you're located in, in where? In Montreal, right? Oh, yeah, I'm in Montreal. Habs fan till I die. Well, if they keep picking this way, let's, uh, you know. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to oh. get us uh, juiced up here, but uh, let's, um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's dive into, have you guys attended, like, have you guys uh, followed the free agency? Where you guys were up to that day? Um. I have been following it. However, this free agency hasn't been like others. Um, it's been kind of lackluster. Though I've always com- I, okay, I've been comparing this free agency very similar to um, 2016 with like Lucic and 
uh, Alsner and and Louis Erickson. And it's just like, but but I think the difference between this free agency and that free agency, aside from you know the fact that there haven't been long contracts, is the fact that the cap hasn't really gone up, so the long contracts aren't as popular. Um, so no one's giving five by fives to. Um, there have been a couple, but no one's giving five by fives to like Hyman or something like that. There or not Hyman. Uh, what's the guy's name? Bunting. All the same. All the, com- the only all guy who's giving big contracts is Lou. That's it. Well, he, he just he, he uh, didn't get the memo about the cap. Yeah, he thinks <laughs> it's still going up. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So aside from that, I think um, I don't know. It, it was eventful. I wouldn't say it was like there have been like stellar trades. I know my team on trail hasn't done anything uh crazy uh but yeah i don't know what have you guys thought about it sean what have you thought about free agency so far um two words short term just short term deals everywhere i think the longest contracts were the islanders of course but detroit mm-hmm. too with that gt comfort deal that i don't like i mean but, uh, but yeah, it's been interesting, not that entertaining, just a lot of one to two year deals and not a lot of trades like Elliot Friedman said there were going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty dead, um, but surprising. I was gonna moves. say yeah, I was gonna say, um Danny, what do you think? Well, it was uh you know we were expecting some action. Unfortunately, the action that we got was completely the opposite with the with the whole Twitter fiasco. Um, the, the rate exceeded and, and that all that bullshit that, that came with that. Um, that was kind of a letdown. Um, everybody was struggling to get some information. I watched the, I spent the entire um, afternoon on, on TSN, which was good. I mean, the only, look, I, in terms of signing, I think there's everything that's been said already about them. Um, I do like... Well, a lot of the short term, believe it or not, like everybody has, is their favorite sport to shit on the Leafs. I actually think that they did a good job by sticking with one one year contracts with people like Bertuzzi and Domi. Um, so I, I think from that standpoint, it's, it's pretty okay. Uh, now I'm not going to mm-hmm. get into the Leafs here, but um, yeah, they still have a lot of work to do. And it was just interesting to see what uh, Dubas is just lacking creativity and they're just bringing back Leafs players on on the on pittsburgh side so um those were the things that caught my eye i have to say um one thing that i found was funny was you know the most fake person to ever retire is bob mckenzie this guy has has retired like five years ago and he's here every year (laughs) you know he's an insider and he doesn't age and you know i I like him a lot but um yeah yeah it's like um it's like john cena in the wwe um the guy uh, just returned for the seventh time. <laughs> I know. So, um, <laughs> Bobby Margarita. That's why we have Sean McKenzie here. Okay, he's the yeah. For those that don't know, like I, I gave him uh, that, that nickname. His name, his name is Sean Fournier, but um, he's uh, our own uh, little insider. You know, he keeps tabs on, <laughs> on everything in the league. And, uh, exactly. If somebody changes even their stick uh, flex. Uh, count on sean exactly god i must have pissed all of you guys on free agency just sending tweets after tweets or even just writing the signatures fuck i was gonna say um 
uh, yeah, in terms of, I completely forgot that on free agency day, I guess a reason for me why it wasn't as big as, as, as most people might have thought, um, was because Twitter was down for the whole day, at least for me. So, and that's kind of my source, my source material right there. Um, I know it could have been easy for me to just go to TSA and, uh, TSN free agency, but, um, I'm lazy. Uh, and that's why we're going to talk a little bit about threads, the new threads app later on, but I just want to get into that later. Um, I wanted to ask, so there was a lot of people I didn't know got signed because of me trying to refresh Twitter or go into group chats on Twitter or something like that. Um, I, I actually, despite contrary belief, I do like what Lou Lamarillo did in a sense. I think he signed the right, well, okay. Except Pierre Engvall. Um, (laughs) I think I, I really liked, okay. I'm not gonna say I really liked it, but it's a good signing. I think Ilya Sorokin, um, eight by 8.25 million. Um, this is, I mean, he hasn't won like he hasn't been like Carey Price or, or who's another goalie? I guess Bobrovsky. But like this guy at eight point two five million, he hasn't had a, a season, whether in the KHL or, or in the NHL, a season under nine, fifteen say percentage or something like that. So, um, and I think he was. I don't. He didn't win the Vesna, but has he, has he been on a finalist list for them or? Most probably. At all? Probably. I'd, I'd assume so. I didn't know he was already twenty seven. Like this guy's just entered a league not that long ago. He spent like took like six or seven years since getting drafted to be yeah. in the NHL. Well, he got noticed like in his mid twenties, I think. Yeah, but like he got drafted in twenty fourteen by the Islanders. So just think about that. Yeah, like well, the same like the... year as uh, Stuart Bull and, and Young Lennon, <laughs> <all these guys. laughs> Yeah, <laughs> these, these uh, Greek gods and stuff that we're waiting on. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, they signed uh, Scott Mayfield for what seven years. And they also signed Pierre Engvall for seven years. I like Scott Mayfield because it's it's a bottom. I don't know if he was a third pairing. He might be a second pairing D man for them. Um, but he's a righty. It, it, it's gonna you just lock up a right handed defenseman who's solid for you. Pierre Engvall didn't make sense. I did not know Pierre Engvall played like eighteen games for them or something. It's like how do you sign him for? He like, was threaded, I think. Uh... I'm not sure. Yeah, he was traded. From Toronto. What trade was? Yeah, what what trade was it? Who was that? I know he was in Toronto, but I don't remember what they got. It was a third round pick. It was a third round pick. I just remember it now. Without even checking, guys, you gotta give me credit for that. Not even checking. Should we confirm that? (laughs) Yeah, we should confirm that. Just yeah. All right. So look, um, uh, for myself, I wasn't really that much paying attention to. You know the, the Islanders. It's one of those teams that I wish for them. Like, you know, when we talk about players like uh, like you know Bedard and stuff, they're a little bit like uh, like the Flyers with Mishkov. You know, like I wish for them to have that superstar just for them to come back and, and be relevant again. Um, but historically speaking, they've always been that that team that relied on on four lines and toughness and, and uh, you know having equal lines in terms of power. So. I don't know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, but it's not really an exciting team for me. Any team that has an SUV on the front row, it's, it's uh, <laughs> in their home arena. It's, it's not something that speaks to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they have an SUV anymore. You don't? Okay. There's no way. I do remember seeing that when I first started watching hockey. I was like, "What's going on?" So it's like this is a very interesting way to have an ad, dude. Yeah. They should totally take that 
idea, but do like the like the board at like the new hologram ads, but like have a car driving on the ice. But like that would hologram. be good too. We should sell that That'd to Molson. <laughs> just like yeah you know you know like the intros to the games instead mm -hmm. of like instead of like fire and stuff like montreal loves to do they should just have molson beer like the whole thing fills with molson beer it's like waves it's of, just beer. of beer yeah just and those people that already have drunk they're, they're things like maybe yeah, i'm in the wrong concert here like acdc or what uh, okay yeah yeah i gotta i gotta give props to i mean i i haven't been to a lot of arenas but i gotta give props to uh, the Canucks for putting on good pregame shows. It's like a total, total rock show. Um, and then they, then, then the Canucks come out on the ice and you fall asleep. Anyways, um, I do have some, to... some, some, some teams that I, I think went out completely the wrong way. Alex Gillard to Anaheim. What the hell, man? Like, what's going on here? Uh, four years, six point two five. Uh, I want to. I want. I, I think I mentioned on the last podcast that I wanted him. I don't. I don't know if I mentioned it there or when I talked to you afterwards. I think but... he has some connection with Montreal, if I'm not mistaken. No, I just, he's I from just... Montreal. He oh, is from Montreal. There we go. Okay, that's what I thought. There we go. I didn't even want him for that. I just wanted him because I. But I wanted him on like a one year deal. If, if for that much at that, that term, I'm okay. I maybe it's a little bit of a Corey Perry to Chicago situation where they're trying to get him for the for the young guns and stuff. Um, Anaheim lots of has a lot of money to spend, especially because a lot of their players are on ELCs. So th they probably are looking at it and saying, "We have this amount of cap for the next three years, probably. Uh, why not just spend on, on a guy who's a good leader and and he's he's won a cup and you know why not? I think it's okay. What I don't get is is Nashville. I don't know if you guys agree. That's agree. like that the Nashville Predators don't make sense. Sean, do you know what I'm talking about? With what yeah, they they've been doing? said they wanted to go on a rebuild, but then they signed O'Reilly, Luke Shen, Gustav Nyquist. They bought out to Shane. Rumored to be traded to Washington for Kuznetsov. It's just Barry Trotz doesn't know what he's doing, in my opinion. <laughs> the guy has been on the job for that. He doesn't even have his access card yet. I mean, he's not even. <laughs> he just started. Uh, he already he's already uh, fired by you, uh, Sean. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but during the draft, they showed David Poyle at the Nashville uh, table, and he was just looking out into space. And I'm pretty sure Trotz in his ear was like, "Oh, by the way, we're signing, uh, we're signing O'Reilly." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And, oh, and, then, and, then, and, and Duchesne is your biggest failure. Is he's out of here you know, next week? Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, we're 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 not rebuilding anymore." <laughs> and, oh, okay. Uh, uh, and Remember it's like, what oh, I told okay. you about rebuilding? It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if we want to get to, into this now. Uh, Sean, you had a, you had something to bring onto this podcast in terms of a list of oh yeah of what you might do. You want to get into this now, or do you want to save this for the end of us well, talking about things? Let's wait now, if you can. Sure. Yeah, yeah we can wait. Or we can go now. You decide. It's your podcast. It's your well, show. now. Do it now. Okay, well, how about how about now? I give I give my worst one and I give my best one, and I'll uh, let's go let's go through that one by one yeah. and, and we'll finish off with Sean. Oh okay. Oh okay. Sure. My best my best signing, Corpusello to Ottawa, by far in my mm -hmm. mind 
that is a winner for them. Um, now, mind you, he signed for five years. I don't want to contradict myself here. Signed for five years. He's stable. He thinks it's okay. Now is he suddenly going to be injured all the time? Who knows? But, um, you know, me, like, I don't like to have a team either be really good or irrelevant. There's no in between for, the, for me. So I don't want to have this team continue to be irrelevant. So having a good goalie with Shikrin while he's still on his, con- on his low contract, with Shabbat, with all these people, with the biggest bust of all time, Brandstrup as well. All of these people have a uh, Norris maybe being healthy this year. It's it's nice to see them have a good goalie. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. But for me, that's the best signing. Um, worst signing, you know, look, I'll, I'll admit, Engval, I do have some, some value for him usually. But I would have liked the same amount in a lot less, lesser years. Um, I was listening today to the podcast of uh, the 32 Thoughts podcast, and they were saying, well, you know, you can't really like just the numbers and not like the years. You can't just like the years without the numbers. Um, and I and I agree with that at the same time. So that probably the chances are why he got a, such a long contract is because of that good AV. AV. Um, if I had to substitute Engval as being one of the worst ones, um, I, I don't know. I think the, the Ryan O'Reilly, I'm not sure what he had in mind going there. If he thinks he's going to be a contender, he's... He's gonna be deeply disappointed. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's that's my two list. An honorable mention as well to Gudas as well. Uh, and I'm again. I don't know what they're doing there with the 33 year old. So that's it. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm actually looking at the list right now. I, I uh, should I go next? Yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> okay, I. This is this is interesting, interesting. Okay, I'm just trying to think. You know, it's very funny. So if you go onto TSN uh, free agency, um, uh, you can filter by major signings, and uh, they have uh, Sean Monahan as a major signing, which is interesting. Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> they have it in between uh, Jesper Bratz for. Uh, 7.8 million and Pierre Luc Dubois. And then Sean Monahan, major signing, 1.9 million for one year. Um, and a, an additional $15,000 available um, when he plays like 10 games. Um, okay. I think my, I think my favorite signing is probably is, is okay. It, it's in between. W- would you consider Cole Caulfield a free agency signing? I, no. I think so. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> nice restricted free agent. Nice try. He was restricted. Yeah, te- technically is restricted. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna give it to. Um, I, I, I think Corpus Allo, I, No, yeah, I'm gonna give. I'll probably <laughs> give it to Corpus Allo or. Yeah, probably Corpus Allo. Um I think it's. I think it's way better than what they've had before in the in the past. I think I like Corpusello. I think he's a decent goalie. I'm not sure why LA didn't sign him. I guess they just don't have money. But I was actually looking at that. I was actually looking at that just before the, the we we got on, on online here. And I want to. Maybe we'll have time to talk about it. Maybe not. It's not really a huge deal. But I I mm-hmm. don't understand the trade that LA did. They essentially traded mm-hmm. a first round pick and Quick, who ended up you know whatever for whatever it's worth. He did still win a cup uh, and provide some leadership. So they traded mm-hmm. two value assets and a third round pick for getting that defenseman uh, 
Every Cough and Corpicello. And they let Corpicello mm-hmm. walk like his, uh, you know, Jake Allen, like, uh, here, good luck. I don't know. I didn't like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, that that one didn't really make sense. I mean, Gavrikov is a decent defenseman, but at the same time, it's like, like I don't know who's in net for for LA, but I can tell you that I can answer. I, like, it, yeah, go ahead. It's it's Cam Talbot for a year. Oh yeah, I forgot. What a disaster! Him. What a disaster! <laughs> they trade yeah, goalies, a, I guess. That's 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 very interesting. Um. Do we know who's still available as a goaltender? I think you know Flurry's what? still no. available. Guys, I've never thought about this until now. Hello back to LA. That's it. There's no way. There's no way that they're getting Dubois and, and Campbell and, and Dano and Fiala and, and everything and put it in the hands of Cam Talbot. There's no way. I'm telling you right well, now, there's no way. Well, that's what I was going to mention, but I just don't see how Hellebuck can go there. They'll find a way. They'll, they'll find... They'll find something. I think it's it would be more logical for the hometown boy Thatcher Demko to go to LA. Is he from? Yeah, but that would, yeah. yeah. I, it wouldn't be logical in terms of the Vancouver Canucks trading within the division. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I just see Demko there. Hellebuck's like gonna be too expensive for the Kings. They already have Dubois. Kopitar has a big. Salary to Dowdy also, so Demko Demko at Demko at five million. This is why we call you Sean McKenzie, man. That's a great. I I like it. I like it a lot. I'm telling you right now, if they land someone like Demko, LA is is a very serious team. I was hearing little whispers in the earlier in the season. Uh, I'm hearing just like uh, just like Elliot Friedman here, um, <laughs> that that they were interested in someone like Demko because the Canucks. I think we're looking at moving on from him. Um, but I think that's crazy because I love Demko. I think Demko's really good and he's cheap. Um, but that that's really something that I think L.A. would really look for. I don't know any other goalies that – I mean, I would trade Jake Allen to L.A. in like two seconds. But right. um, I'll drive him to the airport myself. I'll fly to Montreal <laughs> and drive him to the airport. <laughs> I'll drive him to L.A. Um so safe to say that Jake Allen probably isn't being a guest on this podcast. Um, oh. I was going to say, uh, so if we're going to give it to, for me, if I'm going to give it to Jonas Corposalo, um, before July 1st, worst signing, I'm going to give it to, and this is a hot take. It's going to upset all you LA Kings fans. I'm going to give it to uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. And after July 1st, worst signing, there's not a whole lot. I think Ryan O'Reilly did not, is it Nashville? Yes. So Ryan O'Reilly for four years. I think, eh, I think that's kind of, eh. I mean, four years at 32 years old, he's gonna be 36 when his $4.5 million contract expires. I, I don't really see it. You know what? Like if, if, if their plan, I saw this somewhere. If their plan is to replace Kopitar uh, with Pierre-Luc Dubois and that pans out and the actual guy matures and he wants to stay with LA and doesn't ask for a trade two years in into his contract, then kudos to them. You know, good good for them for finding that cheap contract. It's gonna end up look, I'm not comparing McKinnon at all. I'm just saying it's gonna end up like being a McKinnon at six million kind of thing if they actually become something. But if Quentin Byfield doesn't pan out, if Dano gets older, uh Dowdy and Kopitar they leave, uh, LA is gonna be in a world of hurt. 
really, really quick. No goalies, no defense, no nothing. Yeah, I think um, I think they're kind of. Well, I wouldn't say they're already in that boat. I I like their team. I don't know what's going on with their goaltending. They need to figure that out. I don't know what their cap is. Can someone tell me what their cap space is at the moment? Um, surprised doesn't know, doesn't know it by heart, but uh, yeah, Sean McKenzie, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kings. So I have it here. It, LA it's a, they're minus seven fifty. Okay, oh, yeah. oh, so I, something I didn't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my butt here. But the reason, like, say Montreal is over the or just under the cap by like four hundred thousand or someone is because of because um. What do you call those things? Long-term injury Very reserves. Price. They, they, yeah, they, yeah they, they don't go to the end of the. They exp- like right. they come off at the end of the season. That's right. When so they have to apply for. And, oh. No, when training camp, uh, training training camp starts, Carey Price mm-hmm. is a member, and we are over the, the over the, uh, the cap hit, the cap hit, and Carey Price does his uh, his uh, training camp, and he fails it, fails the exams, then he goes into LTIR. Oh, okay. Then so we get magically ten point five. Is that where they um, do it? At uh, like the they don't do it like at a doctor's office or something. He has to go into training camp. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Okay, that's very interesting. He did that last year too. I yeah, this is how this is how connected I am to hockey. I have no idea how this uh, league works, and I've been a fan for a while. Well, <laughs> I just found I, out I, about I, this uh, the other day. What's the name of that uh, famous agent? Uh, the guy with the backstabbing sword. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, God, what's his name? He blocked me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Frank Saravelli. Oh, yeah, yeah, him too. Oh, the agent. Um, <laughs> no, the the agent, uh, Mark Fleury's agent. He's also Patrady's agent. He like made Patrady oh, leave Walsh? Montreal. Yeah, Alan Walsh. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna pretend to be like I'm Alan Walsh, but I that that much I know. I did pay attention to that part, the, the CBA. So, all right, um, and maybe I'm I'm talking wrong here, but anyway. So LA like next, this year they have. Expiring is Kopitar at 10 mil and Arvidsson is at 4.2 next year. So both of them are, are gone next year. Uh, that's easily mm-hmm. for 14 million, but they have to sign uh, Byfield. And so if it's going to depend on who uh, who else is, uh, is, uh, is available for them. But they're looking pretty good, actually, cap-wise, when it comes to that, that part. Their actual core is locked in for, for a good while. I, if you don't count I like there. The, the Philip Dano signing was fantastic. I mean, that's a... I don't know why I'm such an idiot. And I thought he, that was way too much money. But at the same time, good for him. I mean, I, I, like I said, I got a uh, Kings buddy in LA. And he, like, always makes fun of me. For, well, he doesn't make fun of me, but he always sends me, like, Dano memes or Dano gifs of him eating pizza or something every time he scores or every time he does something. I but I'm happy for him. I like Dano. I love Dano. So I love yeah, that. For, uh, Dano was my favorite player on the on the on the Habs. Um, a, a big hot take on my end before um, before Weber was signed. Uh, sorry, before Weber was uh, named captain, I wanted Dano to be captain. And obviously, since I have like three followers on Twitter, then, then nobody nobody knew about my opinion. But I I like that type of player. He's the same. He reminds me a lot of, of Montambo as well. Um, Montambo actually reminds me of Dano. Sorry. Um, let's move on from free agency, unless you guys have. Uh, I, I guess Sean, we didn't go through your. Best yeah, we didn't best. go through Sean's. I was going to say quickly. About, um, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say that. I think that's a cue for everyone to follow uh, Danny on Twitter. Yeah, follow Danny on Twitter. <laughs> let's go. He's, 
be his fourth follower. Okay, uh, Sean, go. What's your what is your list and what is your take on? Well, you've already mentioned list? some players, and we're gonna argue, but I don't like this Corpusalo deal. Okay, five years, four mil for him, good, but five years, I don't know. It just feels too much. The injury history with this dude and. Ottawa still have a weird defense. They only have Shabbat and Chikrin. I just don't trust the defense to help Corpusalo that much. But good for him with his contract, I guess, is just I don't like. And, it. and keep in mind, like this new ownership. I mean, they have uh, Dorian on a tight leaf, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, keep going. Sorry, I didn't want to make. Well, yeah, there's also the Engvall and Killorn. I don't like. The Ryan Reeves one is awful, but I'm I'm glad it's the Leafs that did it, so we can laugh at the Leafs. <laughs> um, Ryan Reeves is going to be pushing 40 years old by the end of this contract, so Holy one mackerel. year at 1.3, fine. But three years for a guy that doesn't play power play, he doesn't play penalty minutes, penalty kills, sorry doesn't score goals he's just a funny guy and he gets three <laughs> years for that that's fucking ridiculous but it's the Leafs, so i'm not mad at it it's gonna be fun to laugh at these guys for sure but i have also, to i have to agree here with yeah. sean on one thing coming being in calgary and seeing firsthand what what traveling tree living is capable of when he was uh, in his time with the Flames, the Leafs are in for a very bad surprise. Oh, very, yeah. very bad surprise. Oh yes, I have zero, and I'm I'm, I'm doing with my with my hand right now the zero gesture. I, I have zero confidence in Trillin. And just watch them just to make me li- look like a liar. Watch them <laughs> win the cup next year. But I'm telling you, like right now, I have zero confidence in anything this guy does. Yeah, imagine mm-hmm. Ryan Reeves winning the con Smythe. We're going to look like <laughs> idiots. That's okay. But oh, also, we'll just delete yeah. the, the episode. Yeah. Contracts yeah, exactly. that I did like. I like the Daniel Sprong deal. Surprise, Seattle didn't keep him. One year, two mil. He had mm-hmm. his best career high in goals and points and played below 15 minutes per game. So imagine if you played like more than 11 yeah. to 15 minutes. That's the steal. Troy deadline like they're gonna get probably a second or maybe a first if he plays the same way but that's a good deal who's that daniel's wrong okay detroit Uh, also the matt duchene deal oh i forgot crazy Um... to think duchene signed one year for only three mil yeah the leafs the leafs should have been all over that in my opinion. No, they went with the hometown boy, Max Domi. Max Domi. He, oh, wow. Yeah, you know what? Total failure. Sorry, Leafs fans. Total failure. I would have taken Duchesne at three mil over that, or Domi. Jeez, like, Duchesne was seen as an elite player. Maybe he'll bounce back with Dallas, but Nashville, he wasn't surrounded well, in my opinion. Like, keep in mind, Matt Duchesne was seen as, like, a superstar in the league. And Max Domi's Max Domi cannot do a more than one year contract. Like 
if you give him a seven-year contract, he's going to go for the one-year contract because he's fucking stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, one okay, year Max Domi's checked off our guest list. Oh, yeah. And also <laughs> the um, Dimitri Orlov. I don't like this deal. You don't? I have to disagree. I have to disagree. A lot of people Dimitri give, Orlov give like B plus and A and stuff to Caroline. Orlov only got 7.7 because he looked good with the Boston Bruins. That is also true. That's it. Yeah, Carolina, they still have a good defense, and he might produce the same points. But keep in mind, Orlov was on the blue line, and his forwards were Pasternak, Marchand, Bergeron, Krejci, Taylor Hall, Tyler Bertuzzi, all great players. Carolina still have great players, but I just feel the Bruins roster at that time. Uh, Kant <laughs> Kanyemi. Kant Kanyemi. Oh. Okay, Kanyemi is um, also of our guest list. <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to say one thing, though. I, I just want to say, uh, when it, if I'm pretending to be our love's agent here, I'm going to tell you that, well, my, my client has, has won the cup for the first time in his franchise history. I He moved to another team. That team won records for the best season of the year. NHL history, you know, you can add to that. I mean, I don't know. That's just, it's different ways of seeing it. Um, yeah. I, also, I think they're also preparing for Brent Burns' departure as well. They can't keep Ashi and, and Slavin at the same time. So I think that's what's happening. I I like it. I like the deal. I, I, I think he's a good defenseman. Two years at something, you know, 7.75. I think it's a fair price for for the type of defenseman he is. He's smaller, but he's got a decent build to him. He's 214 pounds. Um, he, he did well in the playoffs for the Bruins. But at the same time, like, I, I see what you you mean. He did definitely produce way above expected with the Bruins. I mean, the guy was already like 17 points in his first two games or something. Um, but I don't think that's what they brought him in for. I think they know he's not that type of player. But the I think the positive that I'm seeing it from is that he's not going to like Arizona. He's going to uh, another team that just can't get over the hump. Um, and and I don't know what their defense looks like, but like you said, I mean, Brent Birds might be departuring eventually. I mean, this is two years, right? So who knows where he slots in in the second year in Carolina. But um, I like it. If, if it was like three or four, I would have said this as wow. But, you know, I mean, he's 31, so he'll be 33 when it's done. Um, mm-hmm. Okay with me. I don't. I say it's it's good. I wouldn't say it's great, but I think I think it's good. That's why I didn't. Last put- thing I want to say about the free agency is um, is uh, you know O'Reilly. There's been reports, and I and I saw this again somewhere. It wasn't a rumor; it was more of an official report that uh, O'Reilly didn't like the like the culture in Toronto, and he just went in and you know that that maybe uh, Jeff would be uh, like interning as soon as he, he sees something dangerous, you know. Uh, I think he went into the to the locker room. He did his best. I really liked what he did with the Leafs in that first round. Um, but as soon as he uh, as soon as he was given the opportunity to leave, they matched him. Like they gave him the the same same offer at uh, in Toronto, and he still walked mm-hmm. and went to Nashville. Now, mind you, yeah, he left he left Toronto for those reasons, but he didn't really pick very good reasons to stay in, in Nashville. I, I don't know. Nashville for me, other than Yossi and, and maybe a little bit of sorrows, there's nothing there. Especially now with Ryan Johansson leaving and, and stuff. So, yeah, 
I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get Nashville's. Yeah, I pose this question to all Preds fans out there. What the heck is going on? <laughs> like, what's the plan? I don't know. Trot's just, I think Trot said, screw you, building. Uh, we're going to make a 35-year-old guy our, our number one C, and, uh, you know, we're going to bring back Subban, and we're going to bring back uh, Ekholm. And... Uh, Sutter and, and Weber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pecorine okay. is going to, the statue is going to come down, and he's going to play again. One uh, thing I want yeah. to bring about the Habs, and maybe this will fire up, uh, fire both of you up a little bit here, but look, uh, the Habs, I have to say this for those listening as well at the same time, the Habs have had a really tough week in terms of the, the management team. Last two weeks now, they had really a tough time. First, the draft, we know the backlash, we know what happened with Ryan Biker and everything like that. We saw in the free agency, we saw with Drury walking for free, we saw with Hoffman not being traded and Armia not being bought out. We saw so many things happening with the, with the uh, and everyone was saying, well, what the hell is Kent Hughes doing? I have to say, when it comes to, and this is kind of why I was thinking about this the other day, and I really wanted to ask you both this question, because this would be a great topic for people listening to also think about it for themselves. I'm going to ask you this question because I don't want to debate who's better or not, okay? But I would say, imagine those that are unsatisfied right now with the Kent Hughes and Gordon work. If you had... Right now, Bergevin and his, his bicep club getting everything that they wanted the same day, the same way that they planned it versus Kent Hughes and Vincent Le Cavalier and, and St. Louis and Gordon and, and Byron Soon and all of these people are forming this, this organization. If you give both those people exactly what they're looking for and they're hoping for, who do you think is going to win Stanley Cup first? This is my question to both of you. Um, we had we had the whole leadership and the biceps and the size and, and the slowness and the, and the uh, you name it. Like we 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 know everything about the Bergevin era. Now we're seeing this where it's it's all about Boston and U.S. players and, and analytics and 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 having uh, good relationships with the players and and all of these wonderful things that our Kent Hughes is doing and, and modern things. Who do you think is going to win a Stanley Cup first? Um, Sean, you want to go first? Well, the thing is, Bergevin went to the Stanley Cup final, but in my opinion, it was all based off of luck. With COVID, the COVID division, Montreal would change time zones the most, so it gave him an edge to the playoffs. And Bergevin thought by... Sign, getting Dvorak and Hoffman and signing Gallagher for six years would bring them back to that level, but it just showed where Montreal are actually are right now. And and if Bergevin was still here, we wouldn't have Caden Gooley or Jordan Harris, Uri Slakowski playing in the NHL right now. Bergevin didn't know Jordan Harris's name when they talked to him. I don't know when, but Bergevin would have not played those young guys. He wouldn't have played Sean Farrell too. So they're developing the young players like the other teams. And in my opinion, it's going to bring them to the ultimate goal to win the Stanley Cup one day. So I would yeah. trust Kent for now, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say... Um... Speaking of players he's not bringing in or whatever, um, 
just, I mean, God forbid we still had uh, Dominic Ducharme on the bench, but who would, instead of Martin Saint-Louis, who would Bergevin have brought in? Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome. Uh, welcome, Mike Babcock. I was uh, going to say Mike Babcock. I'm going to get into Mike Babcock uh, at the end of this episode. Um, I just, so at, to answer Danny's question, uh, okay. I think both of them wanted culture and, and I never believed in culture with Bergevin, but I believe in culture with Kent Hughes. And now people can call me a Kent Hughes bootlicker. Um, but the way I see it is like the players that we're getting, Bergevin always preached. We want Montreal to be uh, a place where, where, where free agents sign, where players want to be, you know, no more Radulovs and all this stuff. And, you know, they leave for taxes or whatever. Like they want to play there. Um, I think for a few years, like we, like it was really tough to be a Habs fan. I think that was in just after 2016, 17, like when Price was injured all year. And it was just like, it was really bad. And, um, and no one, I, I, no one wanted to go there. But at the same time, like look at it now, like Montreal is probably worse than the standings, but it's not a very toxic place to play, I don't think. I think they've developed a, a, a really good culture and they're continually, continuously developing that. The fans are one thing. I mean, you know, with David Reinbacher and messages or whatever. Um, but, you know, I think they're handling it pretty well. And yeah. um, if I've got to say between the two, if if if, if Bergevin and, and, and co were to get their way and and were to have, you know, done what they wanted to do, I think we'd be in a better spot in the standings right now, but we wouldn't be making the playoffs. If okay. if Kent Hughes, I think, I think they both reside on the same idea of because we didn't draft Mitchkov or whatever. They both reside on the idea of maybe taking need and culture and stuff over just elite talents. Yeah, but at the same time, Bergevin didn't have Caulfield and his you know where he is now and. I guess he had Suzuki, but at the same time, like he didn't have this. I guess what they're trying to do is, is, is develop a culture and and bank off culture, and 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 a really core, a really strong locker room and stuff to 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 fight for a playoff spot and try and do damage, which I think is a lot better than just having a uh, an offensive powerhouse with no culture. I, but at the same time. You got to get to the playoffs somehow, and that's why winning play uh, regular season games. And if you if you can't do that, if you have, and I love Montembeau, but you can't do that with having you know Jake Allen and Montembeau, in my opinion. And you can't. I mean, Montembeau, I agree. I, I love him, but you can't do that with that, and you can't do it with, you know, I'm a dead, a hardcore Nick Suzuki fan, but you can't do it without. Um, if you want to consider Suzuki a one C or a two C, but you can't do it with another center in that top six who's. Who's just or as good? I mean, Kirby Doc, you could make a, a case for him, but I don't. I don't think that completes us at all. And Caulfield's our only high goal scorer. So, and then the defense, I believe, is set. But now you've got to work on the on the rest. I think what Bergevin would have done is he would have said, "Okay, perfect. Instead of drafting Reinbacher, we're going to sign uh, Scott Mayfield, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to sign every single bottom six defenseman in this. Yeah. Hope one of them turns into Ben Chirot." I mean, maybe Ben Chirot would still be a hab. I mean, that's the thing. You don't know. Bergevin himself was um, was a bottom six defenseman in his career. He was. 
He was. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, it it made sense that that was the kind of player that he was really attracted. And he, he was like a locker room guy and, and and like a culture guy and leadership and the whole yeah that, that whole BS you know. But like yeah, look, I, I'm not I'm not Bergevin. Look, I, I usually don't take pictures with people that I don't like. Okay, so I have to tell you that like in the first two three years that he was on board, he came from Chicago. He had the reputation at the time. We didn't know about Chicago, so. You know what I mean, like the bad stuff from Chicago. Mm-hmm, he had that yeah. reputation. He had that prestige with him, and I, I actually believed in stuff. As soon as he traded Subban, I, I kind of started having my doubts about him. Now, what I'm looking at, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because people are shitting on on Kent Hughes right now on what he's done with Ryan Becker. Well, I'm gonna change things on him. When Bergevin took over the team, he had Bob Gainey give him Pacioretty, Subban, Carey Price. You name it, okay? Maybe he gave him Scott Gomez as, as, as an Easter egg here, <laughs> but like, you know, like at least at least yeah. he gave him something to work with. Mm-hmm. But Bergevin didn't know. He didn't know how to evaluate his core and say, well, maybe you know what? I don't like Patrick. How about I trade him right away now when everyone thinks he's amazing? You know, mind you, he did he did get a good deal out of it with Vegas later on, but that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is when Bergevin got that very fantastic core from the administration behind before him. What he did was adding Steve Ott and, and Dwight King and, and, and I don't know, Metropolitan, and I don't know who, and, and like all of these no names and Fro League. And like, that's who I, he added. When, when mm-hmm. Kent Hughes, he came, he saw Anderson. I think Anderson is next to go. He saw Tofoli. He immediately sold him as soon as the value was high. Um, and, and so on. Like, that's, that's my point is he, he saw wonderful things in the organization. He didn't get fooled by selling them, like with Montembeau. Mm-hmm. It, it could have been easy for people like Briere to come and say, well, I don't like Carter Hart. I'm just going to trade him. You know? He didn't do that mistake that Bergevin did. Um, anyways, that's kind of why I wanted to bring that up. I, people are yeah. shitting all over Kent Hughes right now these last two weeks on, on, on the draft and the free agency. I just wanted to bring that up. Um, and I also wanted to bring one last thing up before I move on from this topic myself, is give him time. He's been exactly on the job for two years. In exactly two years, he has completely completed the defense core. And he's adding two centers as well with Newhook and Doc. I'm not even he, even counting Slavkovsky. So. Yeah, this is true. The, like, the, what I'll say to fans is two things. You signed up for a rebuild, and, and, and you're shocked that it's not done in two years. It's... It's it's a very long process, and it takes it takes maybe not just one move to make that that step forward, but maybe it makes takes two moves, where you take a get a player and you trade him, or you get a player you, and and you you I don't know you replace him in the lineup with someone else or something like that. Um, that and I was also going to say, I think with I think with Kent Hughes, I mean what they're saying about free agency. Um, I've actually seen there's probably only a few Habs fans who might be upset at what he's done in free agency, but I think the majority are very happy that he has not signed anybody. I mean, we can talk about Elias Anderson, but that's uh, that's a Laval move, and I think it's a very good Laval move. Um, and I do like that that he gives he gives a crap. I think I, I mean I'm just guessing here. I'd assume that he gives a crap about Laval, but it, it yeah. seems like with the with the players that I feel like will be in Laval. And this signing with Lias Anderson, I think Laval might be a good team. Now that depends on the goaltending. I mean, we can talk about Caden Primo another day, 
but um I think I think it's good. Now that I have my opinions about the coach, I mean <laughs> we'll see at the end of the season. But I feel like Montreal. I, but I don't know where to evaluate Montreal in terms of a, play, a playoff pusher or a playoff disaster. Um, we'll see. But I do like. You can't judge them after two years. I think that's all you got to say about that. You can't judge this after two years. I think I had a long enough time to judge. I gave Bergevin a lot of chances too. Mm-hmm. I gave him a lot of chances okay. because. So we'll see. Yeah, Sean, do you want to have anything to add to that? or? Oh, it explains everything. Kent Hughes hasn't been here. Kent Hughes, sorry. Hasn't been here for like less, more than five years. It's his second mm-hmm. year and people are already like giving him crap about getting Reinbacker. And don't get me wrong. Didn't like the Reinbacker pick at first, but it is what it is. We have to live with it. And I'm excited to see him. And just give him a break. I'm glad they didn't do big signings. Yeah. And I'm just hopeful that in the years coming, it's going to be better. And we're going to look back at it and be happy that Kent didn't do stupid moves like Bergevin. Yeah. I was going to say, if you want to talk about living with it and Sean's reaction to uh, uh, Reinbacher, uh, probably go look for a video on Twitter. If he still has it up about of him uh, reacting to the pick, um, that's that, that's Sean having to live with his uh... sponsored by Colgate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. Um, what's next? Well, I want to talk about one thing that was mentioned on TSN since I'm. It seems like I'm the only one who watched it. They said, "Oh, Tristan Jari is this uh, two-time All-Star uh, All-Star goalie." Guys, we cannot have like some point like we have this debate every year towards end of january we say oh well you know the all-star is a joke i'm not gonna watch and everyone's bragging by how awful it is we cannot have both we can't have a say Connor mcdavid was a 19 time all-star player you know and then and, uh, and john scott was a one time you know like it, it doesn't make sense so at some point yeah. I think the all-star i don't want to get into this we, we have all summer long if we want to go back to this topic but i just want to say that as soon as I heard that, I was like, I was like the kids, they say like I was cringing a little bit when I was hearing that. I was like two time all-star. Not really. The all-star has become a mockery in my opinion. So mm, yeah. I, I really hope for it to come back to a, to a certain level of respect. I, I kind of agree. I like, I don't know what your, your full stand on it is. Like we said, we can talk about it another time, but yeah. with the all-star game, I have the same opinion about the the NHL awards in terms of giving chances to players that play like all-stars or play well in that season, not just giving it to the big names. Um, But at the same time, it's a mark. Like this is a business, this league. So there's marketing, there's things. So if you have John Scott, you know, I can see why Batman was upset. He's like, who the, what the heck? So um, like you said, I think we can dive into that another time, but anyways. Another thing that I wanted to bring up as well was uh, we're, we're seeing this brand new thing. Like, look, uh, it's been like two, three years now we've been seeing future considerations being in trades. And at first that was like a, a huge shock for people. And now we kind of expect it. Like, we even make jokes about it. Um, one thing that I noticed this week that was tweeted was the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're going to have something called a guest coach for the entire season. I am curious yeah. what you guys think about that. I, what is yeah, that? I saw that. 
And I said, what the heck is going on? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So you want to dive into that, Danny? Because I have no idea. I'll read it. I mean, it, it, it's somebody, uh, to be honest, I don't even know if it's a woman or a guy, but it says uh, Corey Shivery will serve as a guest coach for the Penguins in the 2023-2024 season as part of the National Hockey League's Coaches Association Guest Coach Program. June 30th, this was tweeted. And apparently, not only that this is a real thing, like they actually have a program now. Maybe me and you, March, we should go uh, guest coast uh, <laughs> coach the, the Habs, you know? Dude, let's do it. I was going to say, what's his name or what's their name? Uh, what the league or the, the no person? no I mean the the person uh, Corey Shivery. The uh, you want to spell the last name? <laughs> I want, I'm going to spell actually the first name because it's spelled K O R I. Okay, it's not Corey as as a Corey, but it's Corey K O R I C H E V E R E A. Oh. Oh, okay, Corey. So it's a woman. It's it's a woman. Okay. She's well, maybe that's nice hockey maybe. player. So why, well, how come she can't be? If if Ducharme was was a coach, uh, why can't she be a coach? At some point, anyone can be a coach. This is very interesting. This is like a. I need to dive into this more. I, yeah. <laughs> this is. She's only. She's thirty six. But mm-hmm. wow, that's. Very... I have no problem with that. But like, even if no, like, the Habs were, even if the Habs like they name uh, Marie Philippe Poulin like as as a coach. Fine, name her as a coach. She can't do worse than than, than Burroughs, you know. But don't call her like a guest coach. Why not give her the, the entire time? So yeah, this I don't, is the kind of thing I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to learn. Like that's why I said I'd like to dive into it a little more. I I want to learn what this role actually means. But did you know about this, Sean? I had no clue. Like I just learned it right Perfect. now. Say, I, 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 I got one by you. Finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finally. Exactly. No kidding, dude. Um. Okay, I wanted to talk about um, a couple things here. Uh, first thing I'm going to talk about is a very interesting uh, waiver wire, and as Habs fans, we can laugh. Um, Mister Phil. Your net with pucks. Uh, Philip Zadina mm. went on waivers and <laughs> cleared. Um, so, what are the thoughts on that guy clearing? And should should maybe not Montreal, but should any team? Maybe a smaller market, maybe a team with cap space, because Montreal doesn't really have any. Well, we will eventually, but should a, should someone take a crack at him? I don't know. Well, go ahead. Uh, you want to go ahead, uh, Sean? Well, I mean, yeah, someone should take a, a chance on him. Like Detroit, I don't know what's going on, but Zadina just doesn't fit there. So you know what? any team yeah. except Montreal should get him. I was going to say, um, this kind of sidelines into the, the, the Iser plan. Um, I believed in it, and now I don't. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what Detroit's doing. That about month, for sure. Well, what the heck's going like, like Andrew Cop, Ben Sherratt, and can you can someone remind me who they just signed in free agency? Well, they had David Perron last year, but they signed Comfer, Reimer, Lyon. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, they they signed James Reimer and Alex Lyon the, when they already have Billy Uso. Well, there we go. But they signed. I think I think Eisenman well, is, is playing in show 2007. <laughs> I think. Well, who else did JT Comfort does not make sense like, to me. That that doesn't that, that doesn't make any sense. Five years. And and like the reason Moritz Sider is like like you know about to collapse is because of Ben Sherrod. Like these are just Andrew Cop. Like like I think he gave him a long term contract too. Like I'm not sure what he's like. Like Delkovich yeah. was there. He's moved on. Now they got Vili Huso. I don't think Huso had a really good season. Maybe I'm wrong. He had a good start, but it just went to shit. And also they got Shane Gostish Bear and Justin Hall. Bruh. Oh my god, they just got every shitty player. One thing that I'm excited about exactly. is seeing Marco Kasper. The guy who did drafted eight overall uh, in the uh, Slavkovsky year, right mm-hmm. before Matthew Savoy. So it's going to be interesting. He just signed his entry-level contract. Maybe he'll make the team, maybe he won't. Um, the only thing I want to go back to answer your question about Zadina, the only thing that I would say about this that really caught my eye that was unusual about the situation was Iserman going on a press conference saying, I told the player, what do you expect when you have this type of contract? I found that extremely interesting. I don't know if you guys saw that same press conference that I did. Um, he was basically like blaming the player like you wanted more money right well now nobody wants you because you're too expensive and i found that extremely interesting because this is the kind of talks that we hear that probably goes on behind the doors the closed doors and yeah it just seems like eiserman if he's bringing this publicly there's something there between this organization and this guy so but do you guys remember when he just got drafted by detroit and he was seen like as the second or third best prospect, and he gave shade to like yeah. Montreal or other teams. Yeah. I think it's an attitude problem, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Just like a Merkley, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. or that guy for Tampa, Mister. I have the best suit here. Oh yeah, Isaac Ratcliffe. Isaac Ratcliffe. No, no that's I Isaac, Isaac that's Howard. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Isaac Ratcliffe's the future consideration dude in uh, <laughs> philly or nashville i don't know um yeah 1.8 million i think his cap hit is uh yeah no one's got money for a guy who doesn't produce yeah. like that yeah. um and yeah yeah it, and they want to terminate his contract i heard uh there you go the, this guy i mean listen if he's all about proving people wrong he didn't prove any of us wrong i mean mind you the 2018 draft isn't really a <laughs> It's not a masterpiece. You know, yeah. yeah. But, you know, he didn't prove anyone wrong saying that, you know, I'm going to fill your net. He filled our net once. Um, so maybe he can, if he signs with somebody at the league minimum, he can maybe produce. Maybe it's a little bit of a, uh, who's that player? Um, Seattle took him from Nashville. God. Uh, Ellie Tolvanen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E- yeah, Eli Tolvanen. Maybe it's a little bit of maybe it could be a situation like that. I think that's best case scenario. Or this guy just screws off and goes to, you know, Switzerland or something, which is also not yeah. bad. But you know, that's yeah. it's a bit of a shame considering, you know, um, he went well. Fifth, okay. I think. They could have got a no six because five was Barrett Hayton to to Arizona, four was mm-hmm. Brady Kachuk, and seven was Quinn Hughes. So Detroit could have had Quinn Hughes. But they won Philip Zadina. So, mm-hmm. and was that Ken Holland at the time? Um, 
Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I don't but think Eisenman's that said, bad. Um, yeah, you also said who would want Zadina at this term, but Philly signed Paling to a year 1.4 mil. So yeah, but Paling did well. I would in rather Pittsburgh. have Zadina. Yeah, but I would rather have I don't know Zadina over Paling. I think that's just on the the potential because Paling taught Crosby everything he knows. Yeah, Paling's the fastest <laughs> skater on the ice to not without the puck. <laughs> yeah. Jean Martin would have a field day with this. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, okay. Um, uh, yeah, I guess moral of the story is uh, Zadina is. Uh, don't be cocky. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, the moral of the story is don't be yeah. cocky. Uh, earn your keep. And I, oh, and I, I guess we could also talk about it later. But I was also at a development camp uh, this week, so uh, we can probably talk about something else. But I want to get back to that. So in terms of earning your keep, yeah. um, what did you want to talk about, Danny? Well, I know you, it caught your eye the, the fact that uh, the, the player, the Habs players, they wanted to have O'Reilly on the team. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I can't even picture who the hell called Kent. I mean, I can't imagine it was Suzuki. Like, oh, uh, look, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you better get him. Like, who are you again? You know, like you've been a captain for yeah. two weeks. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's. What do you think of that? Do you think it would well, have been a good signing to have Ryan? If O'Reilly? it was, yeah, if it was Suzuki, I don't think he would because it'd be like, okay, so sign O'Reilly so I can get pushed down. Exactly. Uh, so who <laughs> or, was it? Uh, Joel, that made sense. Before you yeah. trade me, can you get O'Reilly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, it's Pizzetta. Or Jake Allen. Pizzetta. Jake Pizzetta Allen. said, "Listen, he he, 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 <laughs> he he doesn't wear a visor like me." <laughs> oh, you, you need to get him. No, I don't oh, know who man. said that's very interesting that people came forward and said well, maybe they didn't say it like that. I mean, we've been we we've also heard uh, quote unquote fake reporting this week uh, relating to John Gibson, which I'm going to get into in a second. Um, this came from Jim Jim uh, Jeff Merrick. So uh, I mean, again, I, I'm looking at the, at the roster. I maybe maybe it was. Uh, I'm trying to so think if there's a, there's a St. Louis connection somewhere. It, it, it's got to be Edmonton. Mike Hoffman, he played one year in St. Louis. So it yeah, but the Edmondson won a cup with O'Reilly. So I, I don't know. It could have been them. Yeah. It could have, Maybe that's why we traded Edmondson. Kent said, what? Okay. Get the hell exactly. out of here. Exactly. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. So. Go with Pacioretty. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, who, uh, there's no one left. I guess Gallagher would be the only. Gallagher's the only one left, isn't he? No one else is yeah. left from that team. So I don't think Gallagher would be saying get patch ready. Uh, definitely Dante always. But uh, yeah, I, that's interesting. I, In terms of a fit with Montreal, uh, O'Reilly, uh, at that, at that price, no. It. No, at that price, no. I would have done it it's one year. It's not about year. the price. It's, it's uh, the age. Uh, we're, we're talking Anderson is too old. You can't have both ways. I mean, okay, you can't have but a guy this... old at 28 or 27, and this guy is 30. Uh, again, I don't what? know the exact ages here. But... Okay. But at the same time, I, th- I, 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 I like it at one year, maximum two, because of that very reason. Because of that very reason that he's, that he's won a cup and that he's – because if you want to build culture, let's just look at Montreal's top four defense and their top six forwards, okay? Yeah. Uh, you got Newhook. 
you got Caulfield, Doc, Suzuki. Uh, who else is in there? Back. For what? For centers? No, just like in in their top six. Like okay. let, let's say New Hook, Doc's left. Okay, let, let's just say that everyone's healthy and they're they're living up to their potential and where you want them to be. So like Slavkovsky, New Hook, Caulfield, Suzuki, Doc. Five under the six, quote unquote, maybe top six players are like twenty two. Anderson's twenty seven. Okay, fine, mm-hmm. but he hasn't won anything in his life. He's only the only thing he's won is he survived uh, Columbus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the top four defense: Harris, Gooley, uh, whoever's coming up this year. Like it's a very young team. So someone like yeah. O'Reilly would be not like maybe that's what they were saying. Saying like you know what we might need not necessarily O'Reilly for winning games, but he would be great in the locker room. Like oh maybe Hoffman or Edmondson or Allen said hey you know what this guy is like a great locker room guy. He's he's won th- he's won cups. He can he can be our assistant. Maybe Edmund said listen if you're trading me give give O'Reilly the A. I don't know, um, but I, I I wouldn't have hated it, but it, it definitely would have gone against our rebuild. Um, so that's why I'm kind of happy that Kent hasn't signed anybody like that, because it kind of speaks to like, you know what? We're going to run with it. If it's still as bad as it was, OK, that's fine. But if we can be and the reason, don't forget, Montreal got fifth overall is because our medical staff is uh, it, I don't know. I don't even know how to what to compare our medical staff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even come over a term. Yeah. <laughs> so, we can skip that part. I think we're all thinking the same thing here. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sean, you wanna? You have any insight on uh, on John Gibson? Did well, he, did Frank he really Cervelli, ask for a trade? Yeah, go ahead. Frank Cervelli, he never said his source course and he's like john gibson said he wants to get the hell out of here and he no longer wants to play a game for anaheim and i've listened to the 32 thoughts podcasts today yes today and elliot freeman said well maybe john gibson didn't say it like that but he has asked for a trade but i think they're gonna take their time with it and personally John Gibson to Ottawa would have been a better oh, yeah. option in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Like, okay, you don't want to trade Shane Pinto, but you'll have to trade Shane Pinto if you want someone like John Gibson or just a great player. Like, I'm surprised they didn't get Chick. They didn't give Pinto for Shikrin, but I would have seen John Gibson with the Ottawa Senators, but. To tell you the truth, Chikrin completely is like I, I don't even remember that guy anymore. Like I like you, the fact that you just mentioned his name, I was like, oh yeah, he's in Ottawa. Um, <laughs> the I, I do agree because now that they're trading um, to bring it to Detroit. Oh, by the way, um, okay, Iserman. Oh hey, there you go. There's your Zadina replacement. Um, Wait, is it confirmed? Uh, someone said I saw. Okay, a grain of salt, everybody. I saw on Twitter yeah, that it's breaking it's, news. Yeah, I know, right? Here we go. Uh, I don't think so. I I saw two people say that um, with like a lot of followers. So that's the source uh, confirmation <laughs> uh, that uh, <laughs> that the deal's not through yet, but that he's going to go to Detroit. I mean, that, that's what we that's what Friedman said that, that was going to happen. I expected by now. They said that it's going to happen. What's the trade? I, I don't understand. What's the trade? Oh, the Brinket to from Ottawa to Detroit. For what? We don't know. 
Well, yeah, I would have said trade the Brinket because I saw Detroit, Anaheim, and the Islanders with the Brinket. So trade the Brinket to Anaheim for Gibson or something. They don't like, need that. They already have that. Now look, uh, to go back yeah, on but... Gibson, the guy is from Pittsburgh. I can't imagine that you, you wouldn't pay a first round pick or a second or, or both um, in terms of uh, Dubas and get him instead of uh, Tristan Jari. I can't understand. I mean, the guy has made his money already. He's got he's at six point four. He's got five years left. That's the same time as, as Crosby and, and Latang and, and Malkin. What do you need more? He's a he's a proven guy, um, and he's going back home. Like you cannot have a better scenario than this. Um, I don't know how much Jarvis yeah. signed for, but at six point four, it's very reasonable for Jarvis, especially I, if he's retained. You know. I agree hundred um, percent. Going back to John Gibson. I'm going to say this. Uh, I I think Elliot stole from me here about how he didn't ask like that. I actually came up with this idea yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he wants out of Anaheim, but I'm pretty sure he went to them saying, listen, I'm a very competitive guy, and I think by the time my contract's up, which is in about three years, uh, we're still not going to be competitive. Um, so oh. would you be so willing to uh, get me the hell out of Dodge? Um and I feel like that information kind of trickled down. By the way, I never understood NHL and leaks. Like, who is leaking this stuff? Like, I would fire whoever is leaking this stuff so fast. <laughs> like, like, is it the receptionist hearing, like, you know, uh, the Verbeek walking down the hallway and with Gibson? And Gibson says, you know, uh, I like, uh, I like, I don't know, I like L.A. and or yeah. L.A. and Anaheim. I like New York Rangers. And then all of a sudden the receptionist tweets out. He's, you know, that's it. He, he hates it here. I don't know. I've always, I, I've always had not like that. I do like the only thing I like Lou Lamarillo for. He literally says, if I hear that the trade's been leaked, the trade's off. It's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is in, uh, is, is in the 70s. Like, uh, you know, like, it was better when we didn't have internet. Okay. But, um, <laughs> um, there's two things that fascinate me in hockey usually is, well, there's more than two things, but like the, the main two things that I've always, always wanted to learn more about was the leaks, like you said, but also what's in that, what's in an NHL contract? Why is it t- 70 pages? I want to know what's inside of it, you know, oh, um, yeah. exactly what's inside of it. That's, I, I would, you know, like maybe I wouldn't pay a lot of money for that, but I would pay a little bit of money to find out, like to actually read a real contract, you know, yeah. like a real one, like with a Crosby contract and a Pizzetta contract. I want to see what's the difference. Um, what, what takes so ta- so much time to negotiate, and why during FA UFA, you know, the free agency, like they can sign a contract in two in two, day, in two hours, and and you have people like Nylander taking seven months to sign. So um, that's what I'm really interested in. <laughs> yeah, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about Gibson. Um, a lot of people will say, "Well, come on, like." Seriously, like Gibson, like why would anyone want him? Okay, last season, eight point eight nine nine save percentage, so just just below nine hundred save percentage, and had a three point nine nine goals against average, so about four goals against average. He plays about fifty mid fifty games. Um, however, I think it's really important to note that he was second in the league for shots against, and I believe pretty much up there top five for saves. So, and this is on the Ducks, okay? So what tells me is that they're getting, he's getting faced with like tons and tons of 
not just shots, but high scoring chances. And I think he's a very good goalie. And imagine being there for, you know, how long and you haven't really accomplished anything. I'd be like, I, uh, I just, yeah. The only thing about the only thing I like here is the beach. And that's the only reason I would stay if I was a player and in the market, no one cares about the ducks. Sorry, ducks fans, but we'd love to talk about you more. If anyone's a ducks fan, just add us on Twitter. Uh, We'd love to have you on. Um, But if I feel like if he was to go to not even a contender, because I don't think contenders have the money, but they could retain on him, by the way. It's not a long contract, so they could get some picks and stuff, retain. John Gibson, say it like three-something million. Wow, that is just... I know. Wow, that would like like I totally agree with what Sean said. Why Corpusello? No, I was looking at next year's free agencies or next year's free agency. It doesn't line up well for goaltenders either. Um, so maybe that's what their idea was with Ottawa getting Corpusello. But if they were to look at like Gibson, like I might be speaking on my butt here, but Ottawa sure Gibson, L.A. Gibson. I don't think they'd ever trade with Anaheim and and a, a trade that big. But that's a kind of player they need and especially if they retain 50 percent, wow that would that's gold that is gold toronto should be all over this i don't like this is the thing like it just kind of they, they got mad mary though they're all set oh there you go yeah and Ilya samson of uh kate the russian he's kid. not even signed he's not oh, even signed oh yeah there you go so i'm telling yeah, you like, the, the leafs is... he was offer sheeted by toronto so i don't know what's going on with him well he is by the way a toronto pick you guys didn't know about that Toronto hmm. didn't actually select Gibson, but his selection came from a Toronto trade. Did you know that? Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. With, with Frederick, Frederick Anderson. Anderson. Frederick Anderson. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even looking this up online. I, I know about it. So essentially, they were trading Frederick Anderson to Toronto, um, and they moved down the draft to get a second round pick. So they ended up having um, drafting Gibson and Raquel for that same pick, for that same trade. Okay. There's absolutely no. So you're saying that Anderson was yeah. traded from Anaheim to Toronto. Yes. And John Gibson so, wasn't a player. No, John Gibson was with the Ducks at the same time as Frederick Anderson. No. And the no. Ducks went with Gibson, and they traded Anderson. That's not true. No. Yeah. Well, John, John Gibson's 28 years old. They're already having a conundrum. Sorry, everybody. There's no way John okay, Gibson but... wasn't even drafted. Thank you right now. Hold on send, a second. Yeah, send us your source, uh, Merrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, look, uh, I have to. I have to look yeah. it up. Okay, I have, we're I have gonna, to look we're it up. Tag and team. Back to <laughs> we're gonna tag team him, Tron. Uh, so much for having guests on. My God. Okay. <laughs> uh, so look, John Gibson came from a trade. Uh, uh, HockeyDB is not really helping me. I just found that John Gibson born in 1959, so that's definitely not the same one. Um, okay, <laughs> um, okay I'll, I'll get back yeah. to you on this uh, later on. But anyways, it's uh, I think I think his trade was he was already part either part of the draft or part of the organization, and they recognized that they they could let go Fred Anderson, Fred Anderson, to get um, to get Raquel. Um, where did Raquel come from? From a pick from Toronto. Oh, so it's Raquel, not Gibson. It's both. But I, anyways, we'll get back to it. I mean, I don't. Yeah, we need to get back to this. I mean, like, I'm not. 
we got uh sorry everybody we're just trying to figure things out here uh this happens all the time in spaces yeah it does yeah um okay let's uh let's end this awkwardness and change the <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll find something, but uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that at some point this happened where Toronto. Look, I think I think Toronto they got sold Frederick Anderson and Anaheim did something really really sneaky for them. Um, okay, so I there's am, yeah. Let, let's just say there was a connection there. Um, there I, is. I totally agree with Sean that John Gibson was an NHL goalie in the league while Frederick Anderson got traded to Toronto. He was the, the, like John Gibson's the same age as Anderson, pretty much like a couple of years younger. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, like it doesn't really add up, but if you could f- figure it out or we can probably touch on it another time. Um, I do have one thing to say though, before we move on, I'm looking at yeah. Frederick Anderson's cat friendly page. That mm-hmm. was drafted two times. Really? I, I think I he saw was, that. I remember seeing that. He, he got drafted by Carolina in 2010. Then he got drafted in 2012 by Anaheim. That's so strange. How do you do that? Because they, they didn't sign him. Yeah, they didn't sign him. So then they just uh, he had to go into the draft again. That's very interesting. And also something I learned this week, funny about the draft that I did not know. Sorry, this is sorry. I, I can't remember what it was. Somebody tried to draft of oh, the Panthers. The Panthers tried to draft Ovechkin in 2000. Mm-hmm. Yep, I heard about that too. Four, six. Uh, he got, Ovechkin was 2006, right? Or 2004? 2004, 2004 Crosby. because Crosby came the next year. That's yeah, okay. So yeah. so they draft, drafting him in 2003 then. And and they said, well, the you know there's a, there's a leap year or something, and it adds up, and he's 18. And they said, no. Man, just imagine they found that loophole. That would have been so funny. Um, okay. Uh, what was I going to say? <sighs> yeah, there's not a whole lot that's that's really gone on. I mean, okay. So I, I'll, I guess I'll just talk about this now. So I went to, yesterday, I went to the Canucks development camp. Um, and a lot of people would know about this on Twitter because I posted everything about it. There's actually um, it's a lot of Habs stuff that came out of that, funny enough. Um, so when we got yeah, there, Higgins. we got into the... Uh, there's Higgins, but there, the guy running the whole show, and I'm going to find this name right now because I had a buddy of mine uh, find it for me. Actually, no, I didn't even get him to find it for me. He sent it to me. Just give me uno momento. Buenas noches. Yeah, bonus. Yeah, yeah, bonus. Not just <laughs> nada. Um, so the th- the thing about it was, uh, yes, yeah, so we got there, and immediately I see Talkit, Rick Talkit. I'm like, oh, geez, like I'm kind of up here with some 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 NHL people. Like, I, <laughs> what the heck? And I saw Jim Rutherford. I'm like, wow, this is like, what are they doing here? Like, who cares about this? This is honestly like, and it was it was it was decent. I, I immediately saw the Sedins, both Sedins on the ice. And that was that was interesting as well, um, and I saw Higgins. Uh, they, they didn't really have a lot of good players there. Who did they have? They had so they had Group A. That was the first group I was watching, and the players that were there, the Canucks players. I got to tell you, uh, the Group B was very interesting. I'm going to try and think about who was in Group A, but Group B was very very interesting because they had Tom Villander, the 11th overall pick they just drafted. Um, and they had Elias Pettersson, the defenseman, not the other one. And <laughs> I, like, yeah. just, 
I don't know. Just tell me about it. And, you know, they were always hanging around each other. They were doing drills together, everything. So there you go. There's their future deep pairing. Um, there was another guy by the name of um, Saganuik. I got a Colt. I think it's Saganuik. Yeah, Colby Saganuik. Or Nuik. I, I, sorry if I'm butchering this guy's name. Um, instantly, I noticed that this guy was like, like Cole Caulfield, but like without like any push-ups. Um, this guy's 5'7", 154 pounds. Like in, instantly, like his his jersey was at his knees, and I was like, oh my oh. god! Like I've seen Caulfield live, and he's just like chunky. You can tell he's kind of short, and but he's chunky. This guy was like, I'm like, this guy ain't making it. And he was he was doing a drill with one of the Sedins, and like Sedin was like yelling at this guy, like you got to do this. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and I think it was because, and I'm gonna say this, I found the guy's name, and maybe Danny, you would know this guy, Mike Commissarek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Oh my god. And Sean's number seven, uh, best friend. Number seven overall. He was running the development camp on the ice for the Canucks. Uh, yeah. He wasn't using a whistle. He was using his own, like his 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 own like mouth, and it was yeah. so loud. And I was, and this guy was yelling, "Get over here!" And like, oh my god, I'm like, who is this guy? I was, I thought he was, is he Swedish? I don't know, but no, he's not. He's from New York. But he's got, uh, he's got a reputation in Montreal. I mean, he's uh, so this, really, so do you want to get into that? Maybe that's a, a little story for for my. John, you want? Sean, Sean, you want to fill people in on the commissary thing? Well, he played with Montreal. That's the only thing I know. I oh, was okay. too young. Okay. Well, uh, he he did have uh, his own sorts of a misadventure. He's one of those people as well that benefited from better defensemen around him to look good as well. Oh yeah. Uh, but he also he was he was like the nineties or you know early two thousands. I, I think I'm not sure here. I'm not gonna say early two thousands. Um, version of uh, Alsner with the Canadians. Just like, oh, okay. Geez. Yeah. Well, he definitely didn't skate like Alsner out there. I mean, the guy was kind of flying around and yelling orders. The guy, yeah, he seems like a, a pretty big penalty kill or penalty taker. Didn't get many points in the NHL for seventh overall. Jesus. But, yeah, uh, yeah so him, Higgins, uh, I guess that's it. I don't, I don't think it's on either hands. But so who was the guy that, that, that reminded you of Caulfield? What was his name? Uh, Colby uh, Saganuik. So S-A-G-A-N-I-U-K. Uh, 20-year-old guy. So he's an invi- he wasn't drafted then? He's not drafted? No, no, no. He's not drafted. And I don't think he's going to make it into the NHL. Okay. Um, you want to be Caulfield. Uh, what, what I did find interesting, so I noticed because they were going into the next rink for the Group B, so I'm, um, they were coming up the stairs. By the way, like half of them took the elevator, which is very funny, but a lot of them took the stairs, and this guy was coming up the stairs right in front of me, and he was on the ice, and it was the old uh, Chicago Blackhawks coach because I completely forgot that he did an assistant on the Canucks. Uh, what the heck's his name? <laughs> oh, anyone remember his name? Sean, you're the insider. Remember the uh, young... Um, connect or Blackhawks coach. Burnett? Is it Burnett? Oh shit! Um, no, no. Um. Uh, 
Uh, oh yeah, what's his name? This is see, you, you never you never see <laughs> Friedman and uh, Merrick uh, saying. Uh, uh, I know, but yeah, that's because they have like a team of uh, twenty five people. Yeah, uh... I know, I remember oh. his face, but holy, what's his name? Not Carl Davidson, but oh my god, Derek King, Jeremy. It's Jeremy Colton. Jeremy Colton. Yes, Jeremy Colton. Yes. I don't know. Thank you for saying Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy Colton. Immediately, when I, this guy came up, first of all, he's like 6'5". I was like, holy jeez. Um, okay. And I'm like, and this guy just, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the old Canucks, or the old Chicago Blackhawks coach. I think he's mm-hmm. like 36, so like pretty much everyone on the the Blackhawks at the time was older than him, so I guess it, it makes sense it didn't work out. But he's a Canucks uh, coach at the moment, assistant, I think. So there you go. Oh, now um, I recognize him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was actually quite interesting to see how the development camp worked. I've never been to a Montreal one, but I guess it's pretty much the same thing. The scrimmage was today. The scrimmage started today at 6. Um, the Canucks, something about the Canucks, they don't have a training facility. In Montreal, they do have one in Brussels. They do, it's, it's yeah. A, it's actually a pretty nice setup. Yes. I've been there for many, many times as well. So. Yeah, so to, um, obviously for free. Yeah, it's free. I've been there for training camps back when there was Fucali, Paranto, Dearnay, P.K. Subban. Oh yeah. Wow, what a what a list. Yeah. You, you saved yourself with P.K. Subban in the end there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I so yeah, they don't have a training facility here, so they were at the University of British Columbia. Uh, and this, this rank sucks. I mean, geez. I mean, imagine having to go there and practice you don't have your free like treadmills in your gym and and you're you know you go into the kitchen and do a barbecue and then uh walk over and talk to like the coach and then walk down the hall and i don't know do like an ice bath and i don't know what else that's like there you just you go into this rundown crap rink (laughs) it's like that's i guess they use rogers arena too but rogers arena is their only real facility that has uh has the capabilities like uh, if you has lights. yeah, if, <laughs> that has actual seats. Um, the Atlanta Gladiators of the DCHL. I really recommend for anyone on this podcast and who's listening to it to look up the Atlanta Gladiators rink and their facilities. This is an ECHL team, by the way. Unbelievable. Uh, the Spit and Chicklets did a little thing on that, I believe. I think um, there was this player. I forgot his name. Uh, like I think he got like a thousand points in the ECHL, and, and it was in the middle of COVID, so he didn't get a celebration. So uh, the Spit, Spit and Chicklets crew did something for him, where they they brought him back and did like a thank you game, and it was great. Like I'd never seen an ECHL atmosphere, but just seeing that was just unbelievable. I heard the ECHL was like a league where like you had to pay for your own sticks, you weren't able to like, you know, you you have to, <laughs> you know, like once you once you leave, like you have to leave like leave your uh, your stick tape because they can't afford anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, but seeing that facility, like you just have to search up Atlanta gladiators and, and just look at that. Like the Canucks would dream for something like that. I think a lot of teams, NHL teams would, but anyway, just tell the flames. I mean, they're, they're an NHL team is playing in a, in a high school ring. So. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the sinking, uh, the sinking roof. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. All right. Um, the Atlantic Division having uh, Jack um Jack Eye, Lucic, and Reeves. <laughs> any, any, you know, yeah, Rock was 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 talking about that. What do yeah. you guys think? I mean, I don't. I honestly don't. To be to be very honest with you, 
I, I don't get excited hearing about stuff like that. No, nope. I don't want Jack Eye to get hurt. The only to be honest with you, and I'm not. You know, yeah. So go ahead, uh, Sean. The only guy excited about it is uh, I don't know if I should say his Twitter handle, but the old school guys, you know. The old school guys are excited oh, okay. about it, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, you can say George the Rock. I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I have no. Um, Reeves, Lucic, Jack guy. I think you missed someone there. Do you want to say that, Danny? I don't even know who that player is. So I. Hey, you can't. You can't it. say that. You can't. You can't tell me you don't know who that is. That guy is the goat. I have no idea. I have no Okanji idea. Okanji Imama. Oh yeah. He's he with is Ottawa. From Ottawa, I knew that guy from L.A. But he saw is he like a, a track race uh, like runner? Like <laughs> Gokanji Imama, man, that guy's the goat. He's a Canadian player. He's Canadian, but he, um, <laughs> I, I think I'd consider him like a like an AHL goon. That's what I would consider him. He played so he played for Arizona last for the past technically four no two years. Um, he was in Ontario for some time. Uh, drafted by the Lightning in 2015 in the sixth round um he he did he actually did pretty well like i can see why they drafted him he did well with the saint john sea dogs in the queue um well i wouldn't say did well he did okay but he had i guess the penalty minutes were good because it was like you know i guess it's like oh you know he's a scoring fighter uh he definitely lost the scoring but he's probably kept the fighting i mean this guy gets easily over 100 penalty minutes every season Um, i don't want jack guy to get caught up in this be honest with you, I, I don't know. Like it's, I don't see Jack Guy as a fighter anymore. Well, I mean, I see him as a fighter, but like I don't. Yeah, he is, but I mean, I, I don't want like I don't want this. Like I don't want like which is like uh, uh, preparing for his game hour seventy two. Like I, I don't want this. Like I want Jack Guy to earn his spot because a lot of you people are are out there saying, oh, uh, you know, uh, I would rather have a Kovacevic instead of Jack Guy. I'm sorry, but Jack Guy for me is part of the court. So, <laughs> I. Uh... Uh, I want him to score so I can just shut everyone's mouth. Like, oh, dang, dude, he's just a green. I, I want him let's, to stay out of the play. Oh. Yeah, let's just say I, I don't think it's a it's a McCarron situation, Michael McCarron, where yeah. you know he can't score and he can't do anything else that's good, so he has to do something, and which is fight yeah. to prove himself. And everyone telling him, don't fight, just do something with like skill. And he's like, okay, and he fights again. Um, with with Jacka, I think he's a very good... I wouldn't say very, I don't know. I honestly, here's my opinion about him. I, my opinion is good and that, and, and it has nothing to do with his fighting. I don't even care about his fighting. Everyone considers him a fighter and that's all that, you know, they know him for. I don't even care. I just like him as a player. I like him as a defenseman. I think he's solid. Yeah, me too. I think there's things he has to, I think there's things he has to work on, but to just crap on him and say, you know what? Uh, he gets lucky with his goals and you know, whatever. Like, ah, oh, forget about that. Now, the thing is the only reason I consider him outside the top four, I mean, I would love to have him on the bot, the third pairing. But the only reason I consider him outside the top four is because of the depth we have. So I don't think it's anything against him. I just think that, you know, it's just, it just I hope that that disappears. I, I hope he stays. We need. I, I, <laughs> I hope that. I'm a huge Jack Guy fan. There you have it, folks. Uh, Danny hopes the depth disappears. <laughs> Jack Guy, uh, Florian, and and and, uh, and Simona. I am all on board with the. Jack okay. Guys. Okay. Enough of Simona. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, um, okay, and talking about Habs defensemen who got who don't I don't know. Uh, what was, <laughs> how am I going to phrase this? Habs defensemen that are controversial. <laughs> uh, Victor Mete uh, signed mm-hmm. with somebody. I don't even know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> he signed with somebody. Signed like, with even Philly. his agent doesn't even know where. It's Philly. Oh, Philly. oh, okay. Okay. So there we go. The Mitchkov Mete connections uh, alive. Uh, you mean the Paling and Mete connection? Oh, my goodness. Dude, the, dude, Briere had a vision, and it's to get everyone, <laughs> all of Kent Hughes' scraps. Even Mitchkov is Kent Hughes' scraps. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> it's, it's going to be hilarious. I mean,. Yeah. He signed with somebody. Yeah, see, I know legitimately, I had no idea where he went. I I can already imagine like those Philadelphia Flyers, like those fans, you know, like they like the toughness and the ruins and like you know they like the, the bullies and everything. And then yeah. Daniel Pierre, like he's a short guy and he says, oh, "I got to Mete." You know, like what the hell is this? <laughs> okay, let's see him. And then it's just like this five nine like guy out there who can't even push like a five eleven person other than that. Anyways. Oh, um, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to mention, I wanted to talk about, uh, cause I don't think we got to this last episode and maybe Sean, you can talk about this too. I don't know how much you know about Mike Babcock. Um, I want to talk about Mike Babcock because the more I read about this guy, uh, sorry, Mike, you're not coming on the podcast anyways, but the more, the more I talk or I read about this guy, the more I don't like him. And I, I did not know this happened, but I just found something out with, around him and Mike Mandano uh, when when he was coach of Detroit. Uh, okay. Sean, do you know about this? Or, no, I don't. Danny, do you know? I, this kind of rings a bell, but uh, I don't want to... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Kind of <sighs> so, so, sure. so Detroit at the time, and I, I can't tell you what year this was, but Detroit at the time had already locked up a first division spot. Uh, they were at like 104 points at the end of the season, or I don't know what it was, or maybe at that time or whatever. And Mike Badano, um, it wasn't the last game of the season, but if he had played the rest of that season, um, and he was old, really old at that point, and he had just lost his scoring touch. But, I mean, just think if Crosby was on your fourth line, you know, would you play him? I think I would, even if he's 40 and he's a fourth liner. I would just because... I mean, if Eric Stahl has a chance, then... Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, let's just say that... So what, what had happened was there was about like three or four games left in the season. I might be wrong on that point, but... Uh, Babcock scratched um, Madano, and he ended up playing the rest of the season except that one game. So, like another four games later, and he got to fourteen ninety nine, so one thousand four hundred ninety nine games. Wow! And because of that one game, he got scratched, and for no reason, in my opinion. There, so apparently, so relating this to Mike Babcock. I mean, we saw this Rick, Rick bonus and that rookie. I don't know who it was in in Dallas, um, but you know he brought his whole family out there. Players chipped in to buy their parents' tickets and stuff, and then bonus scratches them. And it's like, you know, I, I think these some of these old school guys do it out of spite. And I think Babcock's the worst of them. Um, you know, he did that thing with Mitch Marner where he said, you know, tell me your, I don't know, I don't know what he said. I forgot the question he asked uh, Mitch Marner, but he said. Tell me who's the worst player on the team. Yeah, t- yeah, something like that, or maybe it is that, and yeah. and then he just like released it, and it's like uh, okay, um, so he he scratches him, 
Medano doesn't get fourteen ninety nine. Only twenty one players in NHL history have reached fifteen hundred games, so it's a huge milestone. Um, at the time, Ken Holland was the GM. Uh, this was when Detroit, I guess, was in their twenty five year playoff streak or whatever like that. And um, you had, and at the time, you had players on the team like um, Lidstrom, and uh, there's another one. I forgot his name. Really good, really good Detroit legend. Not Eiserman, but Paul, another one. Paul Gill? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if is it the defenseman or is it the attack? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, I can, okay. I can, we can live without it. Anyways, they were really up. Well, they weren't really upset, but they're upset. But the problem is, everyone was so scared of Babcock that no one spoke up to him. And I, and Babcock went to uh, Medano and said, listen, we didn't sign you to play 1,500 games. We signed you to win. And, I mean, we can make a joke about Patrick Marlowe here. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, like, uh, apparently Ken Holland didn't know this was happening and said he would have made the case um, to put him in the lineup because that was... Uh, of course. That was a really big. I mean, they're, even they're doing it. Like I think Phil Kessel, if I'm not mistaken, was either having a kid or he had some emergency or something. I think he still like did warm up and he attended like first ten minutes of the of the game, so he yeah. doesn't break his streak as well. Like yeah. if this is being done all over the place. Um, but that keep in mind, like I lived through those years with with uh, Babcock being at the at the top of the coaches, and back then there was no question around Babcock. Like that whole Marner stuff with their Toronto Maple Leafs, that's the worst thing that could ever happen to Babcock. He ruined his situation for good reason. Like, don't 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 get me wrong. Like, the, the reasons are very justified. But I'm just saying, like, he ruined his name by going there because prior to that, he was considered like there's no one better than him. Yeah, top of the top of the food chain. Yeah. Um, I mean. Just to add to the list, Mike Commodore, I think we're all familiar with who that guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he also played in Detroit. Uh, and it was free agency. And he, I think he said he wanted to go to Detroit or something along the lines of that. And there was a one year, one million dollar contract uh, that was given by the Detroit. And he told his, his, his agent, hey, listen, you know, uh, let's, you know, maybe we should just kind of think about this or whatever, because he did not want to play for Babcock. Well, Detroit came back and said, listen, you've got 15 minutes to decide. So <laughs> he called, he, he, he called uh, Ken Holland and he said, listen, do you want me? And Ken Holland said, yeah, we want you. But he's like, listen, I can't play for Babcock. I don't want to play for Babcock. I've had problems with it. He says, well, you know what? Call him. Just talk to him. At this point, there's 10 minutes left before the deal was off. So he called Babcock and he said, do you want me on the team? He says, listen, I want you on the team. You're a right-hand shot. We could really use you. Physicality, I want you. So I think my Commodore at that time was the first guy off the free agency board on July 1st because he had to sign this deal within like 15 minutes of the start of free agency Um, because they basically said, you know what? If you don't want to accept it, screw off. Um, So he basically said, okay, I'm going to go to Detroit. Well, he was benched for training camp, benched, and and Babcock kept him off the bench and basically had to like I think Ken Holland or someone stepped in saying, "Listen, you got to play the guy." Like we and I think he ended up playing like five or six games and Babcock treated him like crap and and it's like 
and and apparently Babcock had favorites when it came to training camp and guys in the system. So like AHL guys. So he specifically tried to like jeopardize. Like I think Commodore played three minutes a game. So it's just a it's just a preview for those listening from Columbus. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, Columbus fans, you gotta uh, you gotta keep her. I mean, if if he shows up there with iPads and you know like an Apple Watch and I don't know what, and he's all this revolutionary guy and. And he's uh, laughing with the kids. Okay, maybe you know, maybe I'll see like what kind of pills is is he on. But chances <laughs> are he's there to, you know, I don't know. Like maybe he's gonna go there and and, and maybe be a, a very firm coach for that young core there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Is it gonna be worse? Is it gonna be worse than Torts? Uh, probably. <laughs> no, I, actually, I have no problem. I with don't torts. think like, so. Compared, no, he won't be worse. No. Hey, just After, for all I those listening. Already... Sorry, I was just for all those listening. I think Sean has a cat. Yes, <laughs> I, think we, I think Sean has a cat. He's pissing <laughs> me off right now. Okay, I think it's either as a cat or he's hungry. Some one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, sorry, what were you gonna say, Danny, about uh, this? No, that's it. Sorry, just like Babcock, we're gonna end up seeing. I, I look not even seeing him behind the bench. I can already imagine it. Imagine it with that look that he has, and, and <laughs> yeah. Like and and Warinsky doesn't know why he's playing seven minutes anymore, and, and, and you know, like I I can I can already imagine this going really really badly, but um, yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, I, we'll I feel see. bad for Fantelli. I actually like this guy. So. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I completely forgot about him. I completely forgot. Uh, two things I want to plug in here uh, for those that are seeking more entertainment. Um, you guys have to go listen to the podcast with the Chelios, Chris Chelios, that he did with the Empty Netters. Just to give you an idea, the guy is all over the place. He is rich as hell. He is, he is. I mean, look, he starts the, the podcast. The first three seconds of the podcast, he admits to a crime that he committed in the 70s. So just give it a listen. <laughs> he gives you a lot of insight on what's happening with the Montreal Canadiens back in the days where they're having a lot of success. Um he still, you know, loves a lot Montreal, and he thinks. I mean, if, after all these years and his success in Detroit, he still has Montreal in his heart. So, I just want to plug in uh, Chelios and Shams Cat as well. And um, um, another thing that I saw was also this robot goalie. Did you see that, March? I did. Yes, I did. I invite those people to go uh, Google that somewhere. As well. I do I'm too. Not sure where they can, they can find that, but. Um, yeah, they, uh, they they created this robot goalie, and my first thought was, well, this can be worse than Tukarski. So, <laughs> yeah, Caden Primo is. Uh... Caden Primo has <laughs> competition now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, 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 unfortunately for Caden, the uh, the robot doesn't get nervous. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about anything else because I just wanted to end it on something. So, do we have anything else to talk about before we finish off this episode? I, I saw an interesting question, and I'm totally, completely stealing this from Bardown. Okay. This is okay. This they is said, what I was going to talk about too, by the way. So we will just end it here then. All right. Yeah, we'll question. talk. Yeah, we'll I talk about this, this question. This would be pretty cool. Um, so the question was, and this is kind of the same thing that I—that's these ultimatums. Like I talked about Bergevin, and I can't use. And now I want to say that. So for those that don't know, there's a Bardown question that, at the time of this recording, was tweeted like. Before, basically, they said, "Would you rather be given one million dollars right now, 
straight up no conditions, or given $20 million, but if you're able to score a penalty shot on an NHL goal, and you get 10 attempts. I thought this was pretty interesting. This could generate a lot of questions, not questions, but a lot of opinions. Uh, I'm very curious to hear, well, let's start with our guest here. Um, which one would you go with, uh, Sean? So a million dollars immediately and... Uh, 20 million would... if you score on an NHL goalie. You have to think yeah. about oh, it. Damn. You have to think about it. It has, to, it has to be on the, like, you have to think about your ability to shoot and skate and stuff too. Oh God, I'm not good. So I'm taking the one mil easy. Like I skated, last time I skated was a year ago. And before that it was 10 years ago. So I am not confident about scoring on an NHL goalie. So I would take 1 million and invest or keep it. What about you, Mark? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm taking risk. I'm going to take the risk. I, I, I'm taking the risk. I, I can skate ish. Okay. Um, I can shoot ish. I don't know, about both. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, yeah. I like to, I, I like to hope I can, I feel like I can skate and I can do something where I, 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 I feel like there's enough opportunity for me, for, for me to score. <laughs> I think this, I can do this, it. And, and okay, well, I'm going to take it one step further with you then if you're, if you're going with it, who, who are you, if you get a choice, you get to choose your goalie, who are you, who are you taking? Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh, that's a good one. There's got to be someone out there. See, okay, like active NHL goal, or like just goalie in general. Uh, goalie in general, but don't, like, don't tell me like Hashik. Okay, oh, okay, okay. You know, so, um, someone recent or active. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Malcolm Subban. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the guy is pretty tall. I mean, he covers a lot. Listen, I I just just go watch his debut. Uh, you know what I'm talking okay. about. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going with. Um, look, I, I play hockey. I played hockey. I am really not good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've played in actual teams before. Um, I would say that I would take the 20 million chance. And my goalie of choice would be none other than James Reimer. Mm. Uh, James Reimer, very close second, Jonathan Bernier. Those. Those would be my oh, name. so the Toronto core. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the cup contenders. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Dude, why didn't I go with Mike Smith? Oh, There's Mike Smith. Yeah, you can just go five hole on him, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking about Malcolm Subban, because I'm just thinking about, like, can I shoot the puck, like, top shelf? I would not risk it. I would not. Yeah. Like, whatever you miss the net, that's horrible. So I'm thinking it'd have to be someone, like, taller that would that would probably get out of position maybe kind of lanky and or maybe just kind of like slow <sighs> mike smith malcolm suban was good because but i guess he just got signed so maybe maybe not he did, uh, yeah, he did but, uh, yeah you couldn't you Saint couldn't torture that. okay i was about to say you couldn't torture that information out of me because i don't know okay um but st louis mckenzie's always there to say that exactly um is there anyone else like yeah. Uh, for me, it's, as soon as I saw the question, James Reimer. 
And I'm not even good at hockey. Like, chances are those 10 attempts, oh. chances are I'm going to miss the puck. Like, I won't even, I'll, I'll like, lose it. But I know. At least, but at least it's James Reimer for me. I, I, I got it now. And this, and you, you will only agree with me and you'll probably change your choice. Okay. Uh, Robin Lehner. Oh, probably. Yeah. Because he, yeah. he, he, because he said, I suck at shootouts. So I'm taking it. I'm going Robin Lehner. And I'm winning yeah, 20 million. 20 million is mine. Maybe I'll share some with him. I'll say, listen. Um, I'll give you a I mean, McDonald's uh, gift card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's too bad, this guy, right? Like, he's never, never, ever coming back. Like, it's, it's, it's finished, right? Like, it's finished. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to come back. But... Meow. So we've got uh, four guests. Uh, the two guests, I think. we got a cat. I think we got the guests. Uh, he's, he's what's, what's the cat's name, at least? Uh, his name, name is Snow. It's not even Snow? my cat. It's my sister's cat. All right. Oh, oh I want okay. to ask. Well, do you want to talk about uh, Sean's experience uh, uh, with Optimus Prime? Actually, oh. I actually want to. I want him to plug. Well, he already did plug in his social. Just maybe remind us of your Twitter, Sean, if for those people that wanted to. Uh, follow oh yeah, you. it's Sean S H A W N F nineteen ninety eight. That's my Twitter. If you guys want to follow. And people know don't know you that uh, you have a pretty cool job, my friend. And what is hey. uh, the last thing that you did? My job, right. I work in logist logistics on movie and TV sets that come to Montreal. I work on local productions right now, but if there's an American production coming to Montreal, I'm probably there. So yeah, I very worked. cool. Yeah, you're too, you're being humble here. What's the last uh, the last thing you worked on? Um, well, it's a Quebec show, but the latest project that came out was the Transformers movie that came out in June. So I've worked on that two years ago, in 2021 for two to three months, and yep, hell of a ride, crazy experience working with all of the cars. Just an insane experience, to be honest. I love the movie. I loved it. Uh, it's a solid six out of ten, or six point ah, five, in no. my opinion. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I loved it. I was going to say this. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, of offended that. Uh, well, I guess okay. Sean had definitely has a de definitely a better experience on set than I have, but I've been working in the movies for eleven years. Damn, so that's more than me. Yeah. So take that, uh, Sean McKenzie. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I've been in um, I, here. Quick plug. Uh, my IMDB page um, is uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, no. I, so, uh, so no, I've worked on I've worked on a bunch of sets. I mean, Vancouver is a very like a hub for for movies and American productions mm -hmm. and, and Hallmark movies. So every Christmas uh, movie that you ever see is, is here. And um, yeah, but I, I have kind of stopped. The last thing I did was Turner and Hooch for Disney, um, mm -hmm. Disney plus. But uh, aside from that, the, I haven't done anything in a while, but that's very cool. I, I like, I, I loved the, the movie. I loved it. Like, like I'm, a, I've been a Transformers fan my, my whole life. So I was so happy with it. 
a lot of people didn't. Nah, no, actually, you know what? People are warming up to it. You go yeah, watch a lot it again. of people. It's your it's your movie, so go watch it again. Yeah, a lot of people that <laughs> I know loved the movie. They loved it. So that's there good. we go. So maybe maybe you're wrong, buddy. <laughs> well, there were some cringe moments, but it was all right. Uh, it's not horrible. Every... Yeah, I, I agree. Every of the friends. I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say. I agree. Every scene with Sean in it was really cringe. <laughs> <laughs> so none of it was cringe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, there's something a little bit about you, and you've got a cat that's not yours. That's uh, um, yeah, really disturbing us. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> and now, aside from that, it's been good. Anything else we want to add or? Uh, we're we're pushing on, on a couple well, hours. Nothing here. much. I, I still work on sets. I'm on vacation. I do YouTube videos for fun, and I re-upload them to TikTok or Instagram, and just chilling and working really soon. There we go. What's Any, anything you can uh, reveal, or is it a secret, state secret? Uh, next n- I haven't worked on a big project since last year, so it's has been uh, quiet, to be honest. The last big American thing I did was a few days on the TV show Ghosts, which is on CBS, I think. But cool. other than that, nice. Transformers That's... was the biggest one I did with the Home Alone 1, 2 on Disney+. Plus. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I the biggest one I did was uh, Godzilla, the first one. Damn. Um, not like the first one in like the 70s. I mean, like 2014. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did a bunch of commercials like Hershey's. I played hockey on a Hershey's commercial. I've been on. I've been. I've done one Amazon commercial. Um, I'm trying to think, what else have I done? Oh, I, I I'm on the. I, I'm clear as day on the pilot of Riverdale. Um, wow. What else have I done? Yeah, I'm just uh, topping you on everything here. Um, <laughs> uh, what else have I done? Um, Are you going to be in a submarine? Uh, like <laughs> <laughs> but do you know who yeah, I've speaking... worked with before? I've worked with Donde Esteban, uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> wow, there you go. Kevin Hart. There you go. Donde Esteban. Take that. <laughs> hey, me amo. Um, yeah, so... I was going to say, uh, talking about submarines um, and and why, okay, I'm not going to say why Elon Musk, but anyways, uh, <laughs> Elon, why don't you like the Titanic? Um, there's, we, I don't know about the future, I don't know if see, our podcast is going to be on this new and upcoming threads. Uh, you can also find me on threads, as I think all of us are on threads. Yes. Um, maybe by next episode, it will be like, okay, take that back, this app sucks and no one's using it. But I've seen a lot of people start to move over to it. So that's just another social media platform on my home screen. Um, we'll see. But uh, we'll we'll keep in touch with what's that. Your, what's your guys' uh, username then? All of you. Um, the new threads. Uh, mine is underscore FFS price. So underscore F. Yes. Um. And you had to like sign up for it through Instagram. Danny, what is yours? Triple X one three seven, the yeah. long long triple. So, P-R-A- okay, there we go. P-L-A. Yeah. And Sean? Sean, 
Uh, it's the same as my Instagram. So it's Sean underscore is underscore God underscore. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the narcissism. Yes. I created it when I was 15 <laughs> years old. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, Sean, I can't thank you enough. I speak on my, son, on my behalf and, 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 and Arches as well. And I say, I can't thank you enough for making it, uh, uh and, us your time tonight it was really really cool having you on my pleasure honor to be the first guest and maybe not the last time who knows uh you're welcome anytime yeah exactly yeah and uh welcome uh, thanks to your cat frosty what's his name i don't know anyways uh, it's, uh no no <laughs> oh yeah there we go i was close yeah <laughs> uh 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 yeah thanks uh snow frosty uh <laughs> and uh yeah thanks for coming on and it's been pre pretty good this is our first guest so uh like we said we don't really like to keep things like uh it's not like we have uh <laughs> 13 guys behind uh some glass in a studio like uh you know changing topics on and there's a van outside with, uh, with cables <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah like, like we kind of keep things real around here and and um hopefully next episode we can maybe I think we should talk about uh, or maybe clear up the whole uh, Frederick Anderson, John Gibson thing. So there's a bit of a clip. I'm going to, I'm going to come back loaded up with so much. <laughs> to on that. Um, okay. Perfect. This is what happens when you, when you listen to the Antishan with a hazy memory, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember something really, really interesting that, that Dan okay. and I did. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah, it's so. if we, we talk about it next time, that's okay. But yeah, that's about, that's about it for me. So if you want to close this up, well, certainly, sir. So thank you, Sean. Thank you, March. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us tonight um, or today, depending on when you listen to this. It's been a pleasure, and we'll talk to you again the next time. Bye, everyone. All right. See you.